into sports. 20 yards out, Urshan shoot, don't shoot! Oh, what a goal from Fabinho! Wow! Then get into the all-new OTB Sports app. I think when he apologises to me, I probably will say hello to him, yeah. No, Videos, sports news, live scores, interviews. If Abregas is going to come up to me in the street and give me some of a mouth that he would have given me on a football pitch, what do you do? You get a slap. Plus exclusive content on the OTB Podcast Network. The biggest names in sports. Ready when you are. Search OTB Sports on your app store and download it now. The OTB Podcast Network with Pepsi Max. Proud sponsor of the UEFA Champions League. For the love of it. Football on Off The Ball With Paddy Power Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game Gamble responsibly See Dunleary.net Dundalk still trailing Molda by two goals to one Ten minutes left in Tala In the same group Arsenal have turned it around They're 2-1 up away at Rapid Vienna While Rangers 1-0 up away from home in Standard Liège We will have a lot more on that on the football show after 9 o'clock But it's half seven on a Thursday John Giles is with us as always Evening John Evening, Nathan. How are you keeping? I'm good, thank you. Good, it's, been a, it's a good, good. It's been a, a busy old week. There's a lot to get through. Uh, we might start with what may, it may well be one of the f- defining moments of the season, Virgil van Dijk's injury for Liverpool. Just how big an issue is this going to be for Jurgen Klopp? Uh, very big. Uh, I think he's been criticised. I think he was complaining about it week, about not uh, uh, getting more defenders in in the mm. summer. But... Uh, well, you can't legislate. You can't legislate for what happened, uh, Dayton. Although, although when when you go into a hard season with a lot of matches, there's always a possibility of something like this uh, happening. So, uh, it's it's a, it's a big it's a big blow for Liverpool. There's no doubt about that. It's hard to think of a more transformative player in the Premier League over the last two or three years. What Van Dijk has brought to Liverpool, I, like you just have to accept if Jurgen Klopp, there is no like for like replacement. You just got to get on with it. No, I, I, I heard a rumour that they might be uh, going for Cody. Uh, did you hear that, Nathan? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know Jamie Carragher was putting it to him on Monday Night Football, but uh, yeah. he's obviously a, a former Liverpool uh, underage player, so I'm, I'm not yeah. sure how much there was in that. But they'll well, have to wait well, till it, January. It would be. It would be. It would make sense if they could mm. get him. I couldn't. I can't see Wolves uh, letting him go unless they're paying an awful lot of money. But he would be. It would be a, a great replacement for him. Mm. I think anyway, an outstanding replacement. And and he's a type. Of, he's a type of player as well. He, when if he did, did get him and Van Dyke uh, recovered, as he, as we all hope he will, uh, there'd be a good partnership mm. at the back. But anyway, we'll have to wait and see yeah. on that. You were, uh, over the opening weeks of the season, very impressed with Liverpool, and you felt at the start of the season that they would have it in them to go and win back-to-back titles. Does Van yeah. Dijk's injury change your view in that? Um, well, it doesn't help, Nathan, hmm. but I would still back them, I think, to be odds-on, in my book, to go on and win it. Definitely. I mean, who's, who's going to challenge them to start with, Nathan? You know, I know they have to do the stuff, and I'm sure they will. I mean, they can play, play, play for me, for now at the back. Uh, they, they, they got the other lad to come in in midfield now. Uh, not as good as Van Dijk, but they'd they be as good as any of the other teams at the back, Nathan. Yeah. And who's going to do it? Are Man U going to do it? Are Arsenal going to do it? I don't think Manchester City will do it. I watched Manchester City in the Champions League last night. I didn't. I know they won, but I didn't think they were very good, Nathan. So I can't see. I still can't see anybody stopping Liverpool. Right, because there's a lot of statistics out there of Liverpool with Van Dijk, Liverpool without Van Dijk. How many more goals they concede? How many more chances they give up, particularly mm. from set pieces? You wouldn't be concerned that actually not having him there alongside a Fabinho, a Gomez, or a Matip that 
that they won't just collapse? That no. he's the one who holds no. all this together? No, I don't think there's any, any possibility of, of them collapsing, Nathan, whatsoever. I still think even with Van Dijk out, they still have the best defensive lineup with Fabinho, uh, Gomez at the back, and the two fullbacks, as we know, and, and, the, and the goalkeeper, Allison. They're still the be- they still have the best defence. Mm. They'd still be better than Man. Any of the teams that would that, that are likely to um, challenge them, I still think without Van Dijk, they'd still have the best defence. Fabinho last night playing in that position against Ajax Jurgen Klopp was raving about his performance afterwards and it's not the first time he stepped in at the back albeit it was alongside Van Dijk the last time he was there he's obviously played most of his football now at Liverpool in midfield but from what you've seen of Fabinho does he, does he have the skill set that's easily transferable to playing centre back? Definitely I think it's his best, best position by far and, and don't forget a midfield. We've got Thiago, Thiago mm. is it, to come Thiago, in? Thiago, yeah, yeah. Now, I, I think, without question, is uh, Fabinho's best position is in the back. He's got all the qualities for that. He's good in the air. He's quite a big lad. He, he tackles well. He uses the ball well, which is a bonus mm. uh, for, for most and halves in that position. And, and I think we went on the programme a couple of weeks ago when we started. I, I said that Liverpool will be stronger this year than they were last year because they'll have Thiago in the middle of the field. And I think uh, Fabinho is the best centre-half alongside Van Dijk. And I think he'll do the job for them now. Can an incident like this have a, a mental effect on a team? I, it's, it's rare that a player of such importance picks up such a serious injury. And I don't know if you've experienced it when you were playing of, of a player being ruled out of of that stature for six, nine months, that not having him on the pitch, that for the players themselves to get used to the fact he's not going to be there and the confidence he brings, is that going to take a bit of work? No, I don't think so, Nathan. No. I think if, you, if, if, if he was in a middle-of-the-table team uh, and you have a, 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 a player like Van Dijk or is important to them, I think that could, that, what you're talking about could happen that the players say, oh God, what are we going to do? Mm. But, if you, but you have to look at the players individually at uh, Liverpool, Nathan. I mean, Van Dijk was a big member of the, of the team that won last year. But look at all the other players. You know, you've got Robertson, uh, Sane, all these guys. These are terrific players. And of course they'll miss him. But they, they won't be saying, oh, what are we going to do without him? Particularly when you have players that can come in, like Fabinho and Thiago, then coming into the field, into the midfield. You know, they, they will be weakened, but they won't be weakened uh, uh, so badly that other teams will catch up with them. And I just said, like what I said before, I think with Van Dijk out, I still think they've got the best defence. What so about all the players? You know, the other players, they don't, like Milner and his experienced mm. players, Henderson and experienced players, like you don't win the, the league the way they won it last year without having leaders in the team. You don't just have one leader. Indeed, you have about four or five or six in the in, in the team, and and, and any, any player that you look at at Liverpool, you take them individually: Mane, Salah, uh, Fabinho. Uh, these are all terrific players. So of course they'll miss him. But I I think my taking is that instead of winning the league by ten points this year, they'll win it by five. Right. So you don't think then that as good as Van Dijk is and as highly as you rate him that he's not necessarily the glue that holds that together that Andy Robertson isn't arguably the best left back in the world because he can bomb forward because he knows he has Van Dijk who's there who'll always clear up no. the danger that Robertson will still be able to do that Yeah, definitely Definitely mm. I mean, you see when, when, you're, when you're playing with Robertson doing what he does going forward Nathan he'd still do it he'd still have to do it because that's part of the team 
You know, it wouldn't stop him from doing it. He wouldn't say, oh, I can't go because uh, Van Dijk is not playing. It, it just it doesn't work that way. He'll still do it. He got, he's got Fabinho there. He'll have confidence in him because they're all good players. Mm. Like Liverpool don't have a weakness to players to bring in. Uh, you know, they, they, they bought a couple of players. Uh, and I, 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 I think Van Dijk will be a loss, but not as big a loss to lose the Premiership for them. What about the tackle then? Because Gini Vijnaldum was talking before the game, saying that, like most people, Pickford maybe didn't go out to injured Virgil van Dijk, but he said the way he went in was completely stupid and that in these games against Everton, while everyone wants to win a derby, sometimes you go over the top, it was too much. Not only that tackle, Richarlison on Thiago was also a nasty one. Was there something in Everton's performance that they went out to, to leave a mark on Liverpool to show that they were a real force again? No, I think Vijnaldum was wrong. Uh, to, to suggest that, uh, to be quite honest. I think, obviously, Pickford was very wrong in what he did. Of course he wouldn't go out. I've I never known that well. I've known a few players who would go out to injure somebody. I don't think he did, but that doesn't matter. In, 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 the consequence mm. is the main thing. Like, he, it was a bad tackle. He's injured Van Dyke badly. Now, I, I don't, for a second, he went to do Van Dyke. But that's not the point. I mean, the, 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 it was a very, very bad tackle and dangerous tackle. Uh, I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think he meant to do it, uh, but it was a bad tackle, Nathan. And he should have been punished for it. He should have been sent off. But I think what Ronaldinho was saying was that it, it, this seems to be the trend now in the derbies against Everton in particular. Mm. Well, I haven't seen that. I mean, Rickardson's uh, uh, tackle was bad and deserved to be sent off. But I can't remember the, the, the recent Liverpool-Everton uh, matches where you could say that Everton were really kicking lumps out of Liverpool. Yeah. No, I, don't, I wouldn't agree with that. Obviously, there was any amount of talk about VAR after the game with that, how Pickford wasn't sent off, how the referee didn't go and have a look himself, uh, mm. the offside. Uh, and it probably ends up overshadowing the actual game, which was an Everton side who are massively improved this season and over the last six months under Carlo Ancelotti against the league champions, and it's a two-all draw, and it's as entertaining a game as you'll see. On the Everton performance then, because this was a big moment, they're going in top of the league ahead of Liverpool. It's a real rarity for them. How impressed have you been with them this season? Very good. I think uh, Ancelotti's got a hold of it, uh, Nathan, since he's come in. I think he's taken over the... uh, the buying of the buying of the players. I mean, if you look at the players that he's, that he's brought in, I, I, I think it, at least two of them played for him. Uh, you know, you've got Rodriguez, Gomez, who was already mm. there, Alan, the, the Cure. Uh, I think he's picked them. I think he knows them. He knows the good players, and he knows what he's getting. And I think there's been a problem with Everton for the last few years when the director of football, I believe, was in charge of bringing players in, uh, and it hasn't worked out very successfully. I think Ancelotti had a, had a word with the owner to say, that hasn't worked out, let's do it my way now, and, because it can't be any worse. And I think he's been, definitely been responsible uh, for getting the players in that he's got in. And you've got Coleman coming back to form. And, and a big, big plus for, for Everton is having Calvert-Lewin doing what he's doing, Nathan. He's an old-fashioned centre-half. He's big, he's strong, he's brave. Yeah, and he's getting the supply. I don't think Everton are playing as much uh, sort of. But I well, people would say playing out from the back. I think he's more. He's going back in time a little bit, uh, uh, Ancelotti, and I think quite rightly. I think playing out from the back has been overdone. He's not doing that. He's getting it up to uh, to, to Calvert Lewin. 
every chance he gets. Corner kicks, free kicks, getting the ball wide like he did the other day against Liverpool. Great had it in the back of the net. Mm. So he's, he's one of the old-fashioned centre, centre forwards, in my opinion. And he scored loads of goals, and I think he'll continue to score goals because Ancelotti can see exactly what he can do in the air, and he's got the players in to provide him with the ammunition for that. Yeah, it is incredible what he's done at the start of this season because yeah. I haven't seen a lot of Everton in recent seasons. I know even listening to Cole commentators, I would have felt, has he got it in him to be a 20-goal-a-season striker? But he looks yeah. it right now. He looks the real deal. Yeah, he's, he's come on well. And he, he always had the basic stuff. I think he's been big, big, brave. Uh, I think uh, uh, Ferguson works on him. I think uh, uh, mm. at the club, and he's got the confidence. And, you know, it's, it's all about confidence as well, uh, because you find with strikers, and, and he had a reputation where he's a good lad, but he doesn't score goals. And that that now now that he's got a few under his belt. You know, it gives him the confidence to, to know I can do it. I'll go and do it. And I, he is a game lad, really game lad, really brave lad. He'll go for everything in the air. And and uh, you know he, he and, and he's got the supply now, as well with the yeah. players that uh, Ancelotti's brought. So I, I I could I think Evan could uh, could be the nearest team to Liverpool this right. season. Yeah. You think they're that good? Yeah, I do. I think if we could add a couple of players to the squad, the only problem is getting a few injuries. I think he's a bit a bit bit thin on on a lot of players, but mm. I think what he has and keeps them fit. Seamus Coleman is back to his best. Uh, I think they're the real side now, Everton. All right. Uh, John, stick with us. We need to take a break. It is still Dundalk 1, Mulder 2. They are into injury time in Tala. We'll have the full time in just a moment. Football on Off the Ball. With Paddy Power. Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game. Gamble responsibly. See Dunleary.net. Seven and a half minutes of injury time gone out in Tala. It looks like it's not going to be for Dundalk. Willow Callahan is there. Time here, it's finished on Dock 1, Molda 2, after we played seven and a half minutes of injury time, as you said, at the end of the game. Dundalk had a few chances as they just got the ball into the box in the closing stages, but couldn't fashion a decent chance to have a shot on the Norwegian champion's goal. And it's Molda who picked up the first three points in this Europa League Group B encounter here at Tala Stadium. Dundalk playing in the group competition for the first... 16 held very much a deserved 1-0 lead at the break, Nathan. The Lily White's goal coming in the 35th minute. John Mountney's inviting cross from the right hand. Now, we seem to be losing Will there, but you got the gist of it, unfortunately, for Dundalk. Having led at half-time, they've been beaten by a goal to nil by Molda uh, in that Europa League game. And the other game of that group, Arsenal 2-1 up against Rapid Vienna. Uh, elsewhere, Rangers 2-0 up in their game away at Standard Liège. Uh, we'll keep you up to date with everything else that is going on in the Europa League across the course of the evening. Celtic up against AC Milan at 8 o'clock. But John Giles is still on the line with us. John, I want to chat to you about Aston Villa because they play your former side Leeds United tomorrow night. A chance for Villa to go top of the league. They've won four games from four. They've been very impressive so far. And I want to get your thoughts on Jack Grealish in particular as a midfielder as to how do you rate Jack Grealish? Well, I've always rated him, uh, Nathan. I think he's, he's, he's probably the most uh, creative uh, midfield player that England have. Uh, the manager doesn't seem to like him very much. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to play him, I don't think. Uh, but that's the way I would see him. And obviously, I think I think uh, you know that Dean Smith has done a great job there. He's improved the team from last year, year Nathan. I think he's brought four players in uh, in that particular time. The goalkeeper Martinez, mm-hmm. Cash, Barkley on loan, Watkins up front. I think is a terrific buy. So that's four four new players for him. And I think the better the players they he brought in, it'll make uh, Grealish even better. 
Yeah, because last season was such a struggle. They looked down for the majority of the season and you felt that they just scraped through and this season will be another real struggle. Is it the quality of the signings then? Is, is it simply that, that getting the striker in Ollie Watkins, they finally got the right one because they spent so much money on strikers in recent years, from, especially from when Christian Benteke came into the club and none of them have worked out. You feel that Watkins does look the real deal? Definitely. Uh, now, I haven't seen that much of him, mm. and obviously he's a new guy coming in. Uh, but he looks like a, a lad that's, that has the has the ability. Uh, I think he's he's he's, he's game. Uh, yeah, I think I think he'll be a, a, a top class player. And I think what's happened there is again Dean Smith. See, Dean Smith is, is his official uh, thing is coach. He's not mm. he's not officially the manager. And uh, I think this lad uh, Watkins played at a club he came from, didn't he? Yeah, he was at Brentford. Yeah. You know, and I think he, I think I, I did read in the paper where I think he had to bit of, do a bit of persuading to get him. Right. And, so you think uh, he got his way and he got he got the right player at last? Yeah. Well, there's nothing better than knowing the players, Nathan, that you're bringing in. You know, a lot of players when you're buying mm. a player f- from another club, you say, yeah, I think he's good, but you don't know him. And he might not be as good as you think he is. And I think that's what's actually just to go back to Everton for a while. That's that, going back to Ancelotti. Like, and I know I mentioned early on, it's, it's so important to know this fella. He, like he had uh, uh, Rodriguez at, at uh, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. And he didn't do very well there. Mm. But he'd know him. He'd say, I know what this fella can do. Mostly when you're bringing somebody you don't know, you're hoping and you're, you're using your judgment. But I think in Smith's case, Dean Smith's case, he'd know this lad. He'd know he was good. And I think he went to the owner and said, look, we've got to get him. Because I think they paid about £30 million for him. It's not, it's, they're not mm. paid, they haven't paid buttons, you know. So I, I think once you know the player, and, and it's a big, big help. And I think that's what's happened there. And Dean Smith, overall, as we know, has done a great job. But the players that he's brought in, uh, the more, all I've seen of the, the ones that he's brought in, have been very, very good, Nathan. And that will be the best out of Grealish. Grealish will become another, another 20 30% better player than he was last year. Yeah, maybe that'll be enough at the moment. They're absolutely flying. Uh, yeah. Before we go, John, I do want to ask you, uh, tomorrow Pele turns 80, and when we were picking your greatest ever 11 that you played against, Pele was the one noticeable absentee that you hadn't gone yeah. up against. Did you have any run-ins with him down through the years? Uh, no, I never played against him, Nathan. Mm. He just finished playing when we when we played. I played once in a friendly against him in Lansdowne, North Brazil. And we played him in Brazil with the Irish team, and again in a friendly back. And he just finished playing. Unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately for us, but unfortunately, I couldn't couldn't play against him. Uh, I, I I I met him once. I was over uh, when I was playing in the international player manager the international team. Uh, I think he was on over in Dublin for some commercial thing or other, and whoever he was brought him out to the training where we were training. So I had a, I was delighted to meet him. Of course, he was a genius. He was mm. one of the best players, one of the best players ever. What a player! And uh, he was, but he was. He, he, I found him really good, Nathan. He was. He was like. Uh, he was a real footballer talking to a footballer. I was a real footballer talking to a footballer. Yeah. And uh, his English was very good. And uh, I said, "Would you, would you ever go into management?" He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Management wasn't for him, Nathan. <laughs> he had plenty of sense, but he was, yeah. he was very modest. Uh, uh, you know, he, he was really, really good. And he was like that on the pitch. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the best players I ever met were always modest individuals, uh, Nathan. They and I think that's so what hard, made yeah. him so good. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you get a young lad and he comes into the team and he does well for a year and it's gone to his head. He's gone. 
yeah. just can't handle it. I think the likes of the, 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 the better the players, the greater the players I met, the more humble they were. Right? And you couldn't get any more humble than, uh, than, 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 than this man. He was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was the same age then, so like he's making a breakthrough at 17 at a World Cup in 58. Yes. Like, back then, would you have actually, you didn't go up against him, but would you have got to see much of him on television clips or at the 66 World Cup when he's, you know, Kicked around yeah, the we, place. Yeah, he, he he was well. I only saw him on the television. There wasn't as much television in those days, Nathan. Mm. But you didn't have to see too much of Pele uh, to to know what he was like. Actually, I saw him in Sheffield. They they, they were on a tour. These club his club team were on a tour to Britain uh, back in the seventies, and uh, they were playing at uh, Sheffield. We went Sheffield, and I went down to see that match. Uh, um, so I didn't see an awful lot of him. I saw him a lot on the television. Yeah. But you didn't have to see much of him. Well, you've seen him play on the telly, haven't you? Yeah, I've seen the goals. I've seen the, the goals. Ah, yeah, well, the years, got, yeah. Well, yeah, he was a goal scorer. He was a terrific uh, controller of the ball and, and distributor of the ball. But he was a, but he was a striker. And he wasn't, he wasn't such a big fella. I mean, I think he was only about six foot eight or so. Mm. But he was absolutely brilliant in the air. I was, I was at the final when they played in Mexico. Nice. I was at that. Yeah, I was over there. Okay. And uh, he scored the first goal, I think, uh, for Brazil with a header. Yeah. And he hardly got he hardly got a run at the ball, and he was above everybody and knocked it. It wasn't it wasn't an easy one, and got over the ball and knocked it knocked it in, you know. Yeah. And if yeah. a simple ball was on, he was he was he was like all the great players. He, he made if it was simple, that was the ball. He never tried to show off or anything. Uh, in that, he was really really one of one of the, the all time, as we know. One or the other. I couldn't speak highly enough about him. He was absolutely brilliant, and and modest with it. He was a team player. There was no, there was nothing about Pele where you hear about certain players on his day if he's in the mood and all that. He just did it. Yeah. He just did it year in, year out. What did he win? Three World Cup winners. Yeah. Nathan? Yeah. You know, 15, three World 16, Cup winners. 70, yeah. Yeah. At seventeen, mm. he scores a goal in the in the World Cup to 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 beat Sweden, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, was... like he was just uh, he was just. One of the all-time, probably the one of the greatest of the greatest. John, unfortunately, we're out of time, but uh, I don't care what happens in football over the next week. We're starting next week with your trip to the 1970 World Cup final. The 1970 World. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. you can tell us a few tales about it, John. Great stuff as yeah. always. We'll talk okay, to you then. Thanks, Nathan. Yeah, see you then. Bye, bye. All bye right, bye. John Giles. There. If you missed that, you can subscribe to John Giles, of course, on the OTB Sports app. You get all our podcasts there. Uh, Dundalk beaten 2-1 in the Europa League. We'll have plenty of reaction to that between now and 10 o'clock. Football on Off The Ball. With Paddy Power. Fueling the mischief in the beautiful game. Gamble responsibly. See dunleary.net.